your short track racing connection. Broadcasting from the Fireside Beverage Studios, this is the Turn 4 Podcast. Look for us every Tuesday where all major podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at Turn 4 Podcast. And now, DJ and Zach, take it away. Great, great, great. All right, this week's guest, Corey Casagrande. Corey, you've been you you've been riding me pretty hard about getting on here, buddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've had everyone else in our in our <laughs> iRacing league uh, in here, and I just never got the invite. I'm not sure what that was about, but just Chodes, uh, just Chodes is on here so far, but uh, yeah, that's that's already too much, you know. <laughs> Maybe we just save the best for last and just end the NEP right here with you. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You know, I refuse to let you have John Peters and Wyatt on. Yeah, we don't want actual winners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, okay. So, how old were you when you actually started racing? Um, I started racing go-karts when I was 12 years old, uh, right when they first started racing them at Stafford Motor Speedway. Um, that's kind of how I... Uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have started till I was like 16 if uh, if uh, they didn't have go karts there. You know, so, um, so were you? So you were literally part of the inaugural class down there then? Yeah, correct. I actually won the first ever race in my in that in that division. Uh, I beat Dylan Kopech, uh, and he was he's been racing. He was racing for like five or six years before that. So just jot that down that I smoked him in our <laughs> first ever race together. It's. I mean, I'll give you the props. I mean, we've seen him eye race. So I mean, did he have to? Did he have to replace the bumper or any tires or anything? I don't remember the race exactly, but. Uh, the first year at Stafford, there, uh, you know, obviously Stafford's a pretty big name. So like, there was, I think there was like twenty something cars, twenty something go karts in our division that first night. And uh, and you run the somehow small we won. You run the small oval on the front stretch, right? That's like just in, it's what just in front of the pit road wall, basically, or something. Yeah, and it, then it goes down the front straightaway. It's it's a fifth mile. So that's not a bad. They call they call it the mini mile. The mini mile. Eh. So it's not a bad size. So how long? So you picked up the first win. So how many wins after that did you pick up that year? Do you remember? Uh, it was it was four or five, I think. Uh, I think there was 13 races or something like that. Um, and uh, we did not win the championship. Um, that was because I either wrecked or won. Okay. So now we got to go back. So what number did you run when you first started racing? 13 13 teddy christopher he was my idol so i always ran every throughout my whole car career i i was 13 until i moved up to big cars so you were literally like teddy you either won or went off on the hook then that first year correct i'll 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 take any comparison to teddy (laughs) as i can get all right so how many years of karting did you get into uh well i started when i was 12 and stopped when i as soon as i turned 16 uh we got a street stock and went street stock racing at stafford so uh i don't know it was only only like four or five years i I ran a couple part-time stuff uh during my first year of street stocks um we actually won that was the only championship i won um and go-karts was that year we won like a tri-track race where we went to claremont Stafford and the last one was Sugar, uh, not Sugar Hill, um, Route 106 Race Park. Yep. In- and we, we we won at Route 106. We finished like second at Claremont and then like third or fourth at, at Stafford. So uh, we kind of won. I race. It was actually, uh, it's you know, it's funny that we talk about that particular thing because uh, Dan Winter, who is also friends with us. Um, was in that as well as Frank Latois, who's uh, runs a lot of stuff now. Um, I don't, I can't remember if Dylan was still doing it at the time. Uh, he must have been. Um, so you know, there's a lot of a lot of people. Uh, you know, kind of like a small world type of thing that we we end up racing each other down the road. I was gonna say, so Dylan races at Stafford now. Frank Latois, he races at Stafford currently, correct? Yep. Yep. 
And then Dan, Dan races runs. pass. Yeah, so literally everybody that you just rattled off that was probably the top contenders have all moved up to bigger racing things. Yeah, correct. Yep. And then uh, also, uh, I mean, uh, we also race against Jeff Gallup, who runs uh, Tour Type Mods. Yep. Uh, he was he was in that class with us too. Um, man, there there was a bunch of people. I'm I'm sure I'm missing a ton of them, but uh, definitely a lot of guys who went on to uh, race bigger cars. So the question is: Is did your brother race at this point in karts? He did. He always uh, he ran one year. Uh, we only ran one year in the same division. Um, he only ran, he only ran go-karts like one or two years in general before he turned 16 yeah. and he went into street stocks right away when he turned 16 too. So he was pretty quick. He was a lot, uh, he made it, uh, out of go-karts before me because at that point in time, you still had to be, the NASCAR rule was 16 years old to race. Yep. Um, so we, we couldn't, uh, we had to wait till we were 16 to race. Not like today where you can, you know, you could be 14 and go race NASCAR track or non NASCAR tracks and you, you could be 12, you know, and hop in a full size car. Yeah. Uh, so now obviously you're judging from that conversation. Your brother's older than you. Yeah. He's three years older than me. Yep. Okay. So he got into street stocks. So you were still racing carts. I'm assuming going and obviously helping and watching your brother. Were you allowed in the pits at Stafford at under 16? Oh, uh, you weren't. Uh, but you know, I, I may have swindled, <laughs> swindled my way into the pit area. I was going to say, we got to be past uh, the limitations there, at this Cause, point. uh, I was definitely, I was definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> so then was he still in street stocks when you moved up? Yeah, so he ran, you know, he never, you know, I don't, I don't want to, it doesn't, I don't know if it sounds right, but he didn't have, you know, big aspirations of being the the best race car driver in the world, you know? Yep. He, he, he was just there and he showed up and, and drove the car and that was it. You know, he didn't, you know, he didn't know much about the sport other than racing, you know, yeah, it himself. Was, it was fun to hop um, in, drive, and not do anything else with it. Exactly, you know, and, that, and no knock to him, he got to do it, and, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, so he, the, my first year of Street Stocks was 2010, uh, I was, I turned 16, and he was still racing at, at the time, you know, he was kind of, honestly, he was kind of dominating the division at the time, um, and I moved up, uh, I w me and him actually won the same amount of races that year. We both won three races, and uh, um, and then after that, he stayed in tree stocks because that's just what he was doing. And I only lasted one year, and I built a limited late model the next year, uh, and we started racing that. Um, you know, because I kind of had bigger, I had bigger goals in my mind. You know, yep. of what I wanted to do, and uh, we ran limited late models. We won three races our first year. And then we ran it again, and we won um, five races and the championship at Stafford my second year. Wow. The limited late models. And then after that, we're like, all right, what's the next step? You know, we, we proved ourselves in these divisions. We move up. So we went race late models at Stafford the following year. And uh, we won one race and one rookie of the year. So you're like, I mean, you sound like you're double-digit wins ahead of what Justin Bonsignor is on the list at Stafford. Oh boy. Uh, I am. <laughs> um, I mean, if you, I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, we can't really argue that. Um, Fucking shots across the back. <laughs> my wow. brother's actually the all time winning a street stock driver at Stafford <laughs> somehow. And oh, you guys goodness. seen him race on iRacing. And it's, it's pretty baffling how he could do that. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't give the competition a lot of credit if he's the all time winning street stock driver. <laughs> I think Frank Latois might be might be closing in on him, but Frank's moving up this year to SK Lights, so I don't even I don't I think uh, Kyle might have it wrapped up for a few <laughs> for a few more years. Yeah. So you're the so you said limited late model. That is that what um, Hopkins runs at this point? Correct. Yeah, that is what Hopkins runs. Yep. So it's like a just a metric chassis with a newer style body on it and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a, it's, it's a souped up, it's a street stock, but it has, you know, you, you got a little better of a shock and you got a better body. You could run like late model spindles on it. Um, and, uh, 
It's a 602 crate motor, so pretty much like everything else runs these days. Yeah, and then you moved up to the late models. Was the late models down there, was it cl comparable to ACT or not really? Not really. It's It was still more, uh, you know, actually that's kind of where the, I don't know if you, got, you guys are probably familiar with the Johnson chassis. Yep. yep. Um, that was pretty much originated for the Stafford late model. Um and uh so like they kind of went off that i had a, I you know we all had tube clips but they were based on a metric car still like old late model stock car you know yep and uh you know but we had big motors we made you know 450 horsepower on eight inch tire you know and uh some you know we, we all it was all it was all late model front suspension and stuff and uh like a coney shock like a, yeah same shock as a car i guess yep. Um, same brakes as that car, uh, four nine inch floaters, but, uh, yeah, it was still pretty simple, but we, we tricked them out pretty good and, uh, made a ton of horsepower. <laughs> I was going to say 450. That's, uh, you guys had to have been cranking the wheels coming out of the corners. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, I mean, it's, it was a good, it was a good learning experience. Cause yeah, I mean, you learned a lot of car control, um, from doing it that way. And, uh, you know, it definitely helped out uh for the future i was gonna say so this is gonna be what probably 2013 2014 somewhere right around there yeah my rookie year in late models was 2013 yep and then we ran just we ran 2013 we ran 2014 just a handful of races in 2015 because we bought we bought a pro stock um and then uh you know we we, we wrecked really bad uh, in the late model at Stafford and we decided to just put everything aside and just focus on the pro stock. And we didn't even do that because I, the, the second I put it away to the side, uh, my sponsor at the time let me run his SK light. So we were doing that at the same time as the pro stocks. And, uh, it kind of, you know, sometimes at some point, uh, you know, you got to you got to step back and realize that, you know, you got to focus on one thing so you can master it, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, so we, we only ran the SK light, uh, a handful, you know, probably six times or so. And, uh, then we finally realized like, all right, we gotta, you know, we're, we're running the SK light on Friday and then we, we were getting lapped on Saturday in the pro stock, you know? So <laughs> it's like, we got to focus up here and figure out what we want to do really. So what made you go full fendered instead of the modifieds? I just, I mean, my family has always been into full body racing and my dad was never a modified guy really. You know, he owned late models back in the day and, um, it was just kind of the route it went. And I, I was always in love with the, like the pro stock super late models. Yep. Um, obviously I was in love with modifieds too, because I'm from Stafford, Connecticut. How can you not be right? Yeah. So, uh, um, it just happened to happen to turn out that way. And, you know, obviously someday I would love to uh, hop in a real tour type modified, but uh, I'm pretty content with what I'm doing right now. So you decide to focus on the pro stock, the pro stock, where are you running that at this point? Are you at just at Stafford and Thompson or are you traveling in 2015? Uh, we were trying, we did the, we did, I don't know, probably like eight of the Granite state races. Yep. Um, yeah, I think my first ever race was Hudson, um, sorry, we did, uh, we did, uh, Hudson, um, star Claremont. Yeah. Um, hold on. I so, forget. Groveton. I think it was Zach, uh, Zach's laughing at me for giving you crap about starting at Hudson. No, you, hold on. I, that's not what I was Let laughing. Corey. What is your one stat that you will all, probably always hold at Hudson? Uh, I am the track record holder world track record holder at international Hudson international speedway for a pro stock. Um, I don't know if there's any ever been time trials for any other division, so it might be for everything. Um, he, he at least the track record holder for the pro stocks at Hudson. Then why'd you say yeah. sorry about your luck? Guy was just busting his balls. Oh, yeah. Uh, just it's, I mean, he's had some rough luck there. He's might've been put in a spin cycle. He might've put other people in spin cycles down there. So, I mean, it happens. Yeah, a little bit of both. A yeah, little bit of both. Sometimes you're on the giving end, and other times you're on the receiving end. So, yeah. so you do like eight or nine races, or whatever you do on the Granite State side. That was 2015. Did you chase the full season in 2016? I think we did uh, every. Yeah, we did. We did every race. I think um, 
maybe every race but one. There might have been one where we wrecked or something and we couldn't do it. Um, but I think we we finished sixth or seventh in points when we when we did the full season. We you know we got our first podium. We ran at, at Madadnock, um, and uh, we ran really strong at Claremont, places like that. Uh, Groveton, we ran really strong. Um, and uh, after that, it was uh, you know we bit the full bullet, man. We bought a Fury car and. Uh, we spent some, spent, spent a bunch of money and, you know, decided we were, we were going to go into it really hard, you know? Yeah. So I know, so you just said you chased the full championship again. You did well at Monadnock. You did well at Claremont. Um, so that time frame of that 15, 16, that's when it was like Derek Griffith, DJ Shaw, Luke, and all those guys, correct? Yeah, yeah, and those guys, they were running full-time, and uh, it was a good experience, for sure, racing against them at that time, uh, and uh, you definitely learned a lot. So, you get the the Fury cars in 2017, then? Yes, yep. Is that your first brand-new race car? That wasn't even brand-new. That was, that was uh, I bought it used from uh, Steve Wallace. We went down and picked it up from him. And, uh, so we ran that the first ever race with it was at Lee, the Grand State series opened up at Lee that year. Yep. And, uh, I got put in the fence, uh, lap like 17 and needed a front clip right away in our first race with it. <laughs> By who? Uh, it was, um, I don't know who a lap car got together with a leader lead car while we were lapping him. And, uh, he came up across the track. I honestly don't know who it was. And it clipped me in the left front and just sent me into the wall. Not like crazy hard, but enough to enough to bend the clip, yes. which doesn't take much, you know. So did you guys still have the old car at that point, or had you sold the old car to buy the Fury? Oh no, we kept it. My brother or my brother actually ran that race too. I I didn't mention that. My brother was kind of a journeyman. He kind of just he ran. He also. When I ran late models, he moved up to late models just because we wanted a backup car, and he ran the backup car. <laughs> and uh, he ended up win- he won Rookie of the Year the following year after me um, at Stafford. And then uh, once we got rid of Stafford late models, uh, we had two pro stocks, and he just you know he ran here and there whenever you know, um, just kind of randomly. Yep. So he was in the same race at Lee that you get junked. And he beat you that day, is what I'm hearing. I mean, we'll have to look back. He could have been out of the race at that point, too, honestly. I mean, Dad, he, he wasn't very good whenever he ran him for pro stock race. So. Dad told him to pull off, get out of there. Yeah, probably. I think, I'm think i pretty sure he was wrecked before then. I think he wrecked in practice, honestly. So you guys go back to the backup car. and Because, again, you chased the full season in 2017 for Granite State, too, right? Yes, yep. Yep. So guys, and yep. yeah, yeah, 2017, yep. So you go back to the backup car. Did you guys end up getting the Fury clipped that year? Oh yeah, yeah. We we clipped the I mean, we wrecked on Friday, I think. It was either a Friday or a Sunday race or something. It was a I don't know Sunday was. race that year. Yeah, it was a Sunday, right? So I think uh we clipped it or sorry, we wrecked on Sunday. Yep. We were at Fury Tuesday morning. Jesus Christ. And uh, they clipped it while we waited, and we were on the road Tuesday night on our way home. Um, so we, we didn't miss uh, – I think the only race – we the, the next race was like Riverhead or something. Yep. And uh, we ran the old we – we were planning on running the old car there anyway because we, you know, we didn't want to get it beat up. Uh, so we finished third at Riverhead with the old car. And then – I think we went to Seekonk the next couple weeks with the back with the Fury car. So River, that was like the one-off at Riverhead, right? Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was. Like, I, I wish it wasn't because I had a blast. I was gonna say everybody's. From what I understood, the drivers seemed to like Riverhead with the Pro Stock. Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't what you expected. Um, uh, because you just you, you you figure racing there, you know, you've seen other divisions there. You're gonna beat the body panels off things, and uh, you know, obviously, if you're racing against some of the regulars there, that's probably the way they do it. But 
you know, luckily the whole the whole top five, six was uh was um mostly uh all Granite State regulars, so we didn't have to really worry about it at all. That's good. So then you go back with the Fury card, the Seekonk. Did it go better with the front clip? The new front clip, I should say. Yeah, I mean <laughs> We were decent at Lee too, and I think we were pretty decent at Claremont. Um, or sorry, uh, wherever we went, Seacock, right? Seacon, yeah. said. Yep. Uh, I think Craig Weinstein wrecked me lap like six or so, <laughs> and we had to come back through the field. We ended up finishing fifth or sixth, so it it was going pretty good. We it it should have been better, but it was good. Hard to come from the rear. Especially, yeah, especially there. That, that, that one drew, drew a lot of cars, I think. Uh, there's probably 24, 25 cars there. At, the, at that time, Seekonk was running Pro Stocks either bi-weekly or weekly, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they still do, but not like uh, not the same rule package, you know, so yeah. you can really go there if you wanted to. So 2017, you ran the full season again. You got wrecked. Um where did you finish? You finished halfway decent that year in points too, didn't you? Yeah, I think we were fourth or fifth. And then 2018, we were running really good. At, I mean, I think our worst finish was fifth. And uh, we were leading points with a handful, with a couple of races to go. And my brother was getting married, so I was, I was going to miss a race no matter what. And uh, so we gave up the points lead um, because I because I missed missed the last two races, and uh, you know we gave it to O'Connell. You know your brother of all people should have known better. Yeah, literally his wedding was on <laughs> Friday night of the World Series, oh. and Granite State was racing. Okay, so let's, yeah, I was going to say, let's pick on your brother here for a minute. So it's not like this was like a one-off at like Speedway 51 or a Seekonk. Your brother planned his wedding the Friday night of the World Series? Correct. I honestly think it was on purpose. Because <laughs> like the World Series is basically the same weekend of October. Every year. Every year. Correct, yeah, exactly. Man, that's rough. So gives up the points lead for you. You, you must love your brother because again, you're giving him the backup car. You, you skip a race. So, uh, his, his firstborn should have been named Corey, not Theodore. I I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so 2018. So you just said so you skipped the last two races, which would have been so that would have been Thompson. You skipped and then Claremont, correct? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't. No. 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 Claremont wasn't. It was Thompson. And um, there was a Monadnock race because we tried getting owner's points for it, and they wouldn't let us. Um, that's another story. We won't get into it. But um, Somebody sounds a little bitter about that. <laughs> um, I mean, we, and I mean, uh, get into it if you want. I don't think it was Claremont. It was uh, – No, I think you're right. Was it was – it, it was It was Monadnock. It was definitely Thompson Monadnock. But I don't. There must. I think there was a third race in between those two. Yeah, because I, I think can't remember Monadnock, where it was though. Monadnock would have been like September-ish. Like yeah, September. at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So that was you said. So that's 2018 that you your brother. Got yeah. Married? Yep. So then 2019, you didn't run a full season, right? No, 2019 is kind of where we started. What we're doing now is where we just kind of, you know, looked at all the schedules in new England pick the races we wanted to race the tracks we liked and, uh, just kind of did that. Have fun. Don't worry about points. So I noticed you said tracks you like, cause I, I noticed on that Burlington sock puppets t-shirt you have that there's no Claremont on there. Well, you know, I actually <laughs> do like Claremont. I just, it didn't fall into the, into the cards this year. I ran there last year. I ran there last, Last two or three years. Well, you showed up yeah, last year. COVID, when COVID was happening, I ran there six times in a row, I think. so. <laughs> I think it was yeah, four. I f- it felt like it was three or four. <laughs> it was definitely three. I was going to say. It would have been at least three. And you say you uh, raced here last year. You showed up, and then you got to sit in your trailer and watch the rest of the race. Yeah, correct. I, I, went, I think I went 13 laps or something like that. Yeah, it was like 12 so, or 13 when he decided to park you and uh, Kruzik. 
Yeah. Can we, yeah, yeah. Can it was, we it was a good that? time. Can we talk about that? Apex Racing, located at 972 West Swansea Road in Swansea, New Hampshire, is now open and ready to assist you. Keep them in mind when the time comes for all your parts and accessory needs for your upcoming race season. Need help setting up and maintaining your car? Their in-house staff will be there to help you out with those needs as well. Last but not least, they will have the NHSTRA modified rides available for rent on a weekly basis. Apex Racing, we'll see you in victory lane. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't much to talk no, about. I, <laughs> he cleaned me out, and we, then I got parked for it somehow. But, but I, I mean, it didn't matter. I was I was overheating anyway. I was gonna have to pull off, but but but, but that whole situation still doesn't really make sense to me, anyways. So you you stand that he took you out, right? Yes. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> So what happens? What happens in order for you to get parked? Like lead, kind of lead us up to that. All right. Yeah. So um, I got under. I got under cruise. I'll take you through the whole thing. We got. Yeah. We got into each other. Um, entering turn three. Honestly, don't. I don't know if he thought if if a spotter even told him I was inside of him. Um, I was as low as I possibly could go. Came down. He hit, he didn't spin out or nothing. He just went up the track a little bit. And then the next corner, he, he just full bore straight into me, uh, spins me out and knocks my, you know, blows my left rear tire right away. And, uh, clips my nose, rips, rips the nose right off the thing. And, um, so was and then this, the was following it? restart, yeah, you know, it, you know, going back, you know, it's like if, if, if something's that intentional, yeah. You know, you should nip it in the butt right away, but it didn't. And uh, the following restart, I may have, you know, I got into him a little bit when I got by him. And then uh, he tried hooking me going down the back straightaway. Yeah. And we ended up stopped and up in three and four. And I'm I'm assuming they just thought that I was trying to wreck him, even though I was getting hooked in the right rear. But uh and then we got parked. So, so it was like the a- point, AB. I race was over. I was so pissed off anyway. <laughs> it was just kind of one of those things where it was just the 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 uh, the end of it, you know. So The heat of the moment. And then the worst part is, of course, is the Discord. For anybody that doesn't know, Discord's an app on the computer that a bunch of people can get on and talk. So, of course, yeah. how many people do we have in the NEP chat? Probably 40. Yeah, there's got to be 40, 42, something like that. So somebody snapped a picture of the guys coming back off the racetrack from throwing footballs, and Corey's standing right next to Kruzak as they come off the racetrack. So <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was can- uncanny. It was just, it was the perfect, uh, it was a perfect picture. <laughs> it, it, it really was. And again, that was a rough day. And then, are you, um, are you fiery? Like when you get out of the car, are you fire? Are you like? looking for somebody or are you just are you like a you know i'm pissed i'm just gonna sit here and try to calm down type of guy yeah i i mean i'm not i'm not that confrontational um you know i didn't go over there it's it's not even worth uh worth the head headache most of the time because uh you know with them you're not you're not gonna win you're not gonna win with the series you know the series races at the, their car owner's track they're not gonna do anything to them and um uh, you know you sometimes you just gotta you know, sometimes you just got to be the bigger man. Just, just, uh, you know, yeah. move yeah, on, yeah. you know, live to fight another day. I hear you. Yeah, exactly. You know, it is, it's not worth carrying on a, uh, uh, a massive grudge, you know, either yeah. because I, I'm not, I don't show up to the racetrack. I don't have the money to, to wreck cars, you know? Right. And, uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to race that way. Right. Um, you know, I think a lot of my peers, uh, would agree that I, you know, that I race with a lot of respect. Um, and you know, I, I mean, I don't think there's, there's too many drivers out there that, that would say, Oh, that, that guy's a fucking hack, you know, uh, part of my language for not allowed to swear, but baby. Okay. And, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's many drivers like that, that, that would uh, say that about me. Yeah. 
and I'd like to keep it that way. So yeah. no, and I'd agree. And again, so like we talked about, so like 2019, 2020, 2021, and then into this year, you've definitely gone both pass racing and Granite State. And then was this the first year this past winter? Was it the first year you've gone down to New Smyrna? Yeah, that was our first time. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something I always wanted to do. Um, I've been going there since I was a little kid, uh, watching, um, and you know, it was kind of our family vacation every year it was go to Florida in February, go to Daytona go to new Smyrna. And, uh, it was finally, finally year that we, you know, business was good last year. And we said, all right, we got some extra money. Let's just, let's do it this year and cross it off our bucket list, you know? Yep. And, uh, so that's what we did. We did three nights down there. You know, I don't even know how some of these guys do a full week, man. Three, three nights was brutal, yeah. brutal down there. Um, you know, just working on the car till, till one, 1 AM, 2 AM, and then coming back at the track at nine o'clock in the morning and do it all again, you know? Um, but, uh, it was a good experience. I, I definitely, uh, would go back and do it again. Um, you know, just, it costs a lot of money. We probably pretty, pretty much picked the worst year to do it where gas prices are stupid high and yeah. everything costs three times as much. So, uh, you know, maybe someday it'll be a little cheaper, but probably not, but. And that, and that was with the super late model, right? It, it was, it was a pro late model. So it was still crate motor cars. Uh, so, uh, so for those, yeah, we still run a, we ran a crate motor. So for those who are listening that don't understand, what's the difference between a pro late model and a super late model? Uh, pro late model. Just think of a pro late model, crate motor, super late model, big horsepower motor, like a modified tour type modified. Like I, I compare it to a tour type and SK. That's okay. the easiest way to, to yep. compare it. Um, or an SK or a 604 mod, whatever you want to call them. Yep. Um, uh, for a New England person, you know, it's the easiest way to yep, no. easiest way to explain it. So now, does so does pass have does pass allow open motors or they will they create only two? So you know, pass has uh, it's a couple little bit of different rules. Rules um, you can uh, you could run the big the big motors, um, but you can't run them at the tracks like Loudon and Thompson. So, um, you don't need them. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's a couple guys that still use them every now and then, but, uh, there's no tracks where you can actually get an advantage with it. Uh, which is good because, uh, you know, 90, 95% of the people are running crate motors. And, you know, if you look at it, it's like this, this is a $7,000 motor compared to a $25,000 motor, you know? So, Brings the cost down a little bit. Yeah, it definitely brings the cost down a little bit. Yep. So you start your year down at New Smyrna. So you run three nights. Um, had some tough luck down there, we'll call it. Yeah, it was it was rough. The first night we spun out and uh, just, I mean, just got clipped. And it ripped the nose off the thing. So we've rebuilt the nose overnight. And then we run in in the, our second night down there, we get up to third place and, uh, there's a wreck. I got clipped in the nose and it created such a bad tire rub. I had to pull, I had to pull off, you, you know, were, I probably could have, you know, we would have finished top five, but it, uh, it wasn't worth wrecking the car, you know? So you were running third at that point coming to the restart, weren't you? When you had to pull off. Yeah. Yeah. So we were running third and had to pull down and off. So, uh, you know, that was a bummer, but at least, you know, kind of gave us some confidence that we were, we were good enough. Yep. Um, and then the, the last night, uh, it was unlike any of the other nights where there was a lot of green flag racing and not a lot of wrecks. And, um, uh, we ended up seventh, we started 17th. So we passed a bunch of cars. Um, and, uh, it was uh, pretty good. Uh, we finished right behind Mike Mike Hopkins and Derek Griffith. The real Mike so, Hopkins. Yeah, the real Mike Hopkins. So I mean, we couldn't couldn't complain too much. Um, you know, the the competition is definitely a little different. There's a lot of money a lot of money involved in in the teams down there. Um, but uh, it was it was it felt good to uh, know that you can go, you know, somewhere in New Hampshire and somewhere in Florida and somewhere in North Carolina and 
relatively be pretty competitive everywhere you go, you know. And that that last race at New Smyrna, you got a hell of a shout out on Facebook that week too. Did I? I what are we talking about here? The, the showstopper. I did. You're right. I <laughs> sorry. I, I should have known better. You That's where that was going. You should have known better. Uh, you got a lot of love that night. I did, and he he said I was the best one in the field. So <laughs> I'm I'm taking that, and I'm gonna ride with that for the rest of my racing career. I think you should make a T-shirt up for your team one of these nights and just show up to the racetrack wearing them. I might. I might. So, I hope he lets me wear his gold chain one day. <laughs> so then you guys packed up and went down to Hickory. Um, what probably a month ago now. Yeah, it was. Yeah, two three, three weeks, weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks. Ago. Um, yeah, that was that was that's a weekend we'd like to forget. That was that was a rough one. Um, <laughs> we we uh, we just we struggled. We struggled. We we wrecked early on the first night. Uh, had to pull off because knocked the radiator cap off. And uh, the second night, we uh, we blew a motor. So. It was uh, well, it was a rough weekend for sure. So you did end up blowing that motor. I knew you thought originally. I think you thought it was a carburetor issue or something. Correct? Yeah, we we really didn't know what the deal was, and um, but yeah, we we pulled the motor out, and the pistons were shot, and it was just um, I don't know. I I still I'm a little baffled on what happened. I'm not really sure what caused it. Yep. It could it it could have been something you know with the the previous night that that screwed us up and uh her son and we just never did a long enough run to to notice it and uh yeah that sucked so we we only made like 60 60 laps or something like that so we we had to pull off i was i was worried that i was gonna blow the motor and start overheating but it was already too late at that point so uh so we blew that one up <laughs> so then so obviously you have to put a motor in a car yeah, so we just went back to the motor we ran in New, in New Smyrna, which was a hundred percent stock crate. Um, you know, not rebuilt or nothing. Original GM seals in it. That's what we ran at Thompson last week. And now I should be getting my other motor back uh, this week, so that way we can put it in uh, to bring that car to Thompson or sorry Stafford in a couple weeks. And, it's, and you had a halfway decent day at Thompson too, correct? Yeah, we were we were good. We had, we had a really good car uh, on the 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 front end of the run. Uh, we just we lost a little drive, uh, you know, after thirty forty laps, and uh, we were passing for third or fourth. And I just got I got in the wrong lane. There was a lap car, and then you know at that point you got five or six guys lined up on the top of you, and it's just you know, it's impossible to keep your momentum on the bottom if you're down there for too long. And we just lost a ton of track position and we we're just unable to get it back, you know. But at that point in time, in eighth place after after the Hickory deal is, uh, you know, felt like a win almost. You know, I was I was disappointed, obviously, because it's Thompson. It's it's close to home and I always do well there, I think. And so I was a little bummed to only get eighth, but uh, we don't have to put a new nose on it so i guess it's a positive right i was gonna say the first time you've left a racetrack this year where you don't have to put a nose on it so yeah exactly pretty much yeah so now you just kind of alluded to your next race which is new hampshire coming up on the 16th right 16th yeah that sounds about right practice the 15th right yeah yep yep two day show there so then you go so after new hampshire you go to stafford yeah, Stafford's the following week. For the Sizzler. Yeah, that's a Saturday race, too. So we got, we're going to run, we got two different cars. We're going to run the old car at Loudoun. That's the red and one. Then, yeah, that, that, that one's red. And then we'll run the blue one again at Stafford. We're testing at Stafford this week, so we'll see how that goes. So does, the bigger question is, is, did the red one end up with one of the stickers that got left in your seat on the car or not yet? I, they're still in the seat, I think. So. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question, though? Yes. Because we've talked a little bit about Stafford, and you've mentioned Teddy's name a few times. Did you ever get to meet him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I met Teddy. I used to buy uh, wheels from Teddy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I, I met him a bunch of times. I got a couple pictures with him, uh, especially I got a couple pictures because at the time I was racing go-karts, his nephew, Mikey, who right. who runs Modifieds now, right. was also racing go-karts. Um, 
so uh so yeah he, he was always at the go-kart track and stuff like that too so yeah mm-hmm. definitely got to see i got a i got a cool panel i'll send you guys a picture of oh yeah uh of the hood panel of my go-kart that i had him sign i still have it hanging up in my in the race shop right now that's awesome i'm i'm so enthralled with people like that and like mike stefanik too like just like legendary dude so i had the chance actually down in new smyrna i was down there for the the whaling race and i got to be like inches away from tommy baldwin which is like a a big deal for me and dudes like that just seem to put off like an aura of like i've been there i've done that like i got all this experience was it kind of like that with teddy oh yeah i mean like teddy was like i mean like when when i saw when like as a kid teddy was like the dale earnhardt right to like these old the older generation you know like he was my Dale Earnhardt, you know, and uh, I'd go to every race I went to. It's like Teddy's going to win this race, you know. Yeah. Um, so he was the man, and uh, you know, I got I got to see him race at my home track, and then I remember him racing a cup race, and I remember him racing a, a truck race, and you know, it's like dude, this guy's this guy's races at in Stafford, Connecticut, and he's yeah. he's uh, the man. He raced in the Rolex Twenty Four, you know. He, yeah. I mean, he is he. Teddy is the definition of a legend, you know, and uh, same with Mike Stefanik. Mike Stefanik is is 100% a legend as well, you know. Uh, just the fact that he won a Wheel of Modified Tour and a Bush North title in the same year, back-to-back times, I think. So, yeah. I mean, geez, it's just unbelievable, you know. Um, but yeah, those two guys are uh, definitely up there, and you know, I, I, I love Tony Hirschman too when I was oh, yeah. uh, growing up um, because you know he was just he was so smooth and methodical, and uh, he had such good racecraft, and obviously you can see that in his son, you know, and his son has turned into uh, you know, in my opinion, the the best modified driver of uh, our generation. You know, um, that's a fair. He is. He's uh, pretty good. Who just, in fact, today signed up for the Sizzler? Did he? He's at the. He s- made it official. I believe so. I think it was. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. Stafford posted it today. It, so it was on the Twitter uh, machine. It, and, and, and in my opinion, I told you know uh, I I was telling uh, the root. You know, I'm 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 good friends with the roots, yeah. and uh, Paul and David. Uh, David's my age. Paul's my brother's age. So we kind of all grew up together. Um. But like I'm like you guys, you you gotta you know you need Matt Hirschman. The people want Matt Hirschman, you Amen. know, whether you love him or whether you hate him. The people want to see Matt Hirschman there because they want to see what he can do. And yes, uh, you know, I hope I honestly I hope he goes there and leads every every lap in Banks Field. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Because it is funny. I mean, obviously, you guys are on Facebook, and you guys oh, yeah. see the the stuff people say. You know, it, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, uh, like how come he doesn't run a tour race or blah 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 blah. Well, you know, he just went to New Smyrna, and absolutely killed him, smoked him. Uh, yeah, he did. I actually... I mean, absolutely smoked him. Like, uh, and you know, he runs what two or three tour races a year, and yeah. what he finishes first or second. So. Yeah. I actually uh, bet on him to win down in New Smyrna. I gave everybody around me, including Josh Brusso, first choice. I was the last one to pick, and nobody wanted to pick him. And I was like, "That's that most ridiculous." <laughs> I'd, I'd say if I was doing a bull, I'd be like, "All right, you can't pick Matt me. <laughs> I was like, I tried to stress to everybody in, in my family, like they like racing, but they're not like super deep into it, kind of like we are. And I was like. Dude, they don't call him Big Money Matt for no reason. They, like, there's a reason he's down here. And when he he was leading and then fell back a little bit and then was just riding, and my brother turned to me and goes, looks like your boy fell off. I was like, buddy, you obviously yeah, have you never don't lost the Matt <laughs> race. And he came back and won. And I think in victory lane, I think I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but um, Matt said, like, I never made it to Daytona, but New Smyrna is kind of my Daytona. Yep. Which yeah, is, yeah, you yep. Know, which is kind of like the epitome for for me. And, and you Jesus. know, I, I remember him saying that, and it and it kind of you know it kind of hits you in a way. It's yeah. like it sucks because like you know that's a guy that that should have should be in Daytona. Amen. He 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 should be in a Cup car. Uh, and guys like him that they you know they just you know whether it just didn't have the funding or or whatever you know, but they they those are the guys like. Bobby Santos, he should be running the Indy 500, you know, yep. like 
you know, like how is this guy not there right now? You know? Um, and you know, you see it all over, you see it all over the country. Um, you know, it was the same with, it was the same, it was the same with Teddy probably at that point in time, which I think Teddy was pretty content with what he did. Yeah. Uh, same with Mike Stefanik. I think they were, they were pretty content with, with their livelihoods and what they did. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's just so many guys that, uh, that, you know, you, you look at and you'll be like, man, that, that guy, that guy should be winning cup races or should be winning IndyCar races right now. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't work out that way. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it because I get to see him at my local tracks and, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. watch him spank people here. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So again, so we alluded to, so New Hampshire Motor Speedway next weekend, Stafford the following weekend. I mean, it looks like you decided to take just like the whole month of May off and not go anywhere. Well, I figured I'd, uh, since we didn't really have much of an off season this year, (laughs) racing in February and March, that uh, we'd kind of, we'd kind of take May off. I'm trying to build a house right now too. And, uh, you know, there's just, there's just no time anymore. You know, you, if you're, you're racing like we do, you're, you gotta be out in the garage every night finding speed, you know, because that's what, that's what DJ Shaw and that's what Johnny Clark and, you know, these, these fast guys, Derek Griffith, you know, they, there's, you can't rest on this type of stuff. Um, you gotta, you gotta keep working at it and, and, uh, trying new things and, and trying to, trying to stay ahead. Uh, you can't take breaks. Um, so we will, uh, we're just going to just take, we're going to take a break. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of do some personal stuff and then we'll, we'll hit it back. We'll hit it back hard and, uh, go back racing to hit some bigger races. I was going to say throughout the summer, then it's Monadnock and then a week off and then to Riverside and then a week off and then to Lee and then a couple weeks off, then down to Jennerstown, Jennerstown, explain that race a little bit. Cause that's not a pass race and that's not a granite state race. What is that whole deal? Yeah, it's it's just uh the uh the uh the track puts it on itself um but uh they have their own set of rules uh it's pretty similar to what we run up here uh it's it's a pro late model race so you could pretty much have a car anywhere in the country that's legal um as long as you got a great motor you know so uh it's just it's a cool event it's ten thousand dollars to win uh they always have a great car count uh, they treat us real well there, the track and the people that work there, um, the locals, uh, everybody's great. That's how I actually met my buddy Zane, uh, who helps us run NEP. Um, and, uh, we, we have a good time down there. Every time we go, we always run really well there. So that's, that's part of the reason why I like going back. So, (laughs) um, yeah, that's, that's always one, you know, I got on my, got on my list there, you know, so I'm excited to go back there. And then you end the year at Hudson and Thompson, respectively. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I gotta, I make it a point to go to Hudson. You know, I have to go there because, uh, you just know, in case the tracker can't, yeah. can't not show up. You know, so. <laughs> just in case they time trial one more time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I gotta make sure I protect my my track record holder. You know. So and, and then, obviously yeah. I gotta go to Thompson. Uh, right. There, you know, after Thompson still potential to add a race maybe uh somewhere down south but uh you know it will it all depends on how how the races go you know you could always uh you know you never know when you could drunk a car or whatever so um you know there's a lot of what ifs in racing for the love of why won't you start Lawn care got you down? Equipment never wants to start? Not enough time to visit the racetrack? Let the professionals at Belanger Lawn Care solve your problem. We offer full yard care services from weed trimming, mowing, mulching, fertilizing, and more. Belanger Lawn Care, servicing the greater Claremont and surrounding areas. Give us a call today at 603-542-6945. You can also visit us on the web at belangerlawncare.com. So then the other thing we will talk about before we end this, obviously, is you keep bringing it up, and I brought it up a couple of times, obviously, your NEP stuff. So explain to everybody that listens what your NEP deal is. So NEP stands for New England, Pennsylvania, and it's pretty much just a bunch of us racers from, you know, people that I've met 
uh, along the way in racing uh, that have iRacing, and we kind of just we get together once a week throughout the off season and have a little fun, yell at each other, and you know we keep points. We get we get our ass beat by John Peters every week, um, and uh, yeah, so uh, it's kind of our fun deal, you know. Uh, it's fun because people people get mad at each other and we kind of take it way too seriously at times but uh it's it's fun and it keeps us uh it keeps us you know together in the off season and keeps everyone kind of uh in their race in mind um while we're while we're at home in the cold how does dj end up in that group in your group twitter Twitter. That's a it's a great question because I couldn't tell you I don't know how <laughs> how did how did you get involved in this I, I can't even I can't even tell you hard for Gerard Tw- yeah Twitter so you guys were racing it was that first year you guys did it uh, Luke was running with you um, I want to say somebody posted results or something on Twitter so I tweeted at you and somebody else and asked how you got in. You private messaged me and said I'd be on a wait list because you had like two or three guys that weren't going to show up, you thought. And literally like 10 minutes before practice started, you're like, you're in, kid, get on. <laughs> and that was it. The rest is history. And you've been every race since. <laughs> yeah, just about. Yeah, my first race was actually, so we used to run the ARCA cars. Yeah. The first one was uh, Stafford, that that one race where everybody got sucked into the front stretch wall, and I was awful. Yeah, yeah, awful. yeah. The Arca car was just it was so hard to race. It was, <laughs> you just get sucked in the wall everywhere you go. But uh, yeah, it, was like two, was it was like two weeks later that Luke actually got kicked out of a room. For what? Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, he's not the first, and he's not the last. <laughs> he's not the I last. to get kicked out that's for wrecking. Oh, that's just that's any P rule is if you wreck someone under caution – you get disqualified. <laughs> you get booted right then and there, and old Lucas yeah. P. Hinckley got mad and decided to boot somebody under yellow. Who, like, who did who did he wreck under yellow? I forget. What, wasn't it D. Mateo? Was I D, don't know. Was D. Mateo was running with us? It was like a blue. Corey, Corey was, yeah. yeah. It was like a blue 62, 162, blue something. 176. Know. There yeah. you go. That's, yep. Yeah, so, it was yeah, so yeah, it was him. But then, again, so like he said, he's not the last one, so we'll pick on a couple guys in NEP right now because they can't defend themselves. So, I mean, it's it's going to be fun. But Keith, yeah. Keith, Lord, I mean, Keith got yeah. kicked out this year. Yes, he did. I mean, he, it was impressive for him too. And that was only his second start in the series. So, you, you know, pretty thin <laughs> ice for Keith. Uh, luckily, he's grown to be a, a pretty good friend of mine. So <laughs> Just a loud mouth. Yeah, we'll we'll allow it for now, but he did get kicked out, so we we kept the rule fair. I have a question. So during, I think it was like the very beginning of lockdown, beginning of COVID. Yep. DJ asked me to spot for him one night, (laughs) and I was suddenly uh, we were in and we were practicing, and then suddenly I was out. So wasn't I? I I kicked you guys personally. Why? Why? I meant to just kick the spotter. Which would be me. I want answers. (laughs) I meant to, uh, because it's strictly written in our rules, no real-life spotters. It did actually say it in the rule book. I looked afterwards. Oh, so it's your fault. It is my fault, yes. When I right-clicked the spotter's name, Zach's name, it kicked both of you guys out. And I was like, motherfucker, because then I had to quit the whole room and restart a room. (laughs) <laughs> like 10 minutes before the race was about to start. No, it, was, it was brutal that night. Listen, can I formally protest that we have one race where we can have a spotter? The only reason I don't I I I don't like doing that is because not everyone because it it's 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 an advantage. It's 100% an advantage when you don't have to choose your fucking tires and fuel and all that mumbo jumbo and you yeah. actually have someone that actually can like really talk to you instead of like the dumb spotter in the game who says three wide when you're like running by yourself. Well, to be fair, I'm not far behind that say, dumb spotter. To be fair, if, <laughs> if there's one guy that would have joined that run to be a spotter, it would be Zach. That yeah. would actually be a disadvantage for yeah, me to have him. It actually be a disadvantage. But uh, again, same thing. I was, I probably, I was the first to get booted for that. So I, I'll take the crowd. Yeah, for sure. I'll take the crowd yeah, for that. You were like, I was like, yo, what happened? It was the first, like, was first season, I think, right? So. Yes, it was the very yeah. first season. But 
I was not the last one to get booted for having somebody spot. No, 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 no. That was our. Uh, oh. It was a big deal in our Oxford 250s. So. Was it? It was controversy. So the, the, win, the winner got DQ'd for having a uh, spotter. It's a true story. Who was the winner? Uh, uh, Kyle Souza won the race. Yep. Kyle Souza, yep. who runs the uh, social media for uh, yes, Monster. Yep. Now. Yep. The media guy, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Cheated. Yeah. He, he's a great. Great guy. It was just obviously he he didn't see it in the rule book, but it is what it is because uh, you know it was a points race, so we we stuck to our guns. And you know, I'm not gonna lie, NEP has way more backbone than any touring series in the country. Right? <laughs> That's hilarious. To be fair, if it's in the rule books, yeah, if it's in the rule books, they're not afraid to toss you for it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah we we go by our, we stick to our rules. <laughs> Stick to our rule books. I We've got a I stat w- guy. I mean, we got all kinds of crap. I we, we we really, I think we we stepped it up this year in a in a fun in a fun way. We we uh we love Twitter. Uh, oh, you know, we great. do the bet thing. Um, do you stream? Yeah, yeah. All the races are streamed. You know, we got we got we literally have our own broadcast people you know That's strickland true. tim terry and aaron creed who are all you know racers that uh you know are known for their own respectable thing and um you know they come on and are able to do it with us and uh have some fun with it too when's your next race october <laughs> oh october yeah yeah the season's over okay. season's over yeah, real racing started so we're done with the fake ones that's fair that's fair i was yeah. gonna say we gotta throw that up on the page yeah people i did people i did we, sp- we we sponsored a race we did yeah we did how'd we do oh i did awful so actually uh, so again, which, race, which race did you sponsor this year i forget nashville Oh yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I suck there too. Yeah, Corey gives out Corey last lap actually. Corey has a team of people that rewatches the race, and if there's dirty moves during the race or a controversy, you get penalty points. So many penalty points, you have to start in the rear whatsoever. I got a penalty point in my own race that I sponsored, which I think is bullshit. I think I should have one freebie. I don't think that that's but I, fair. But I, I, like I said, we stick to the rules. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. have a backbone here at NEP, right? I, I booted somebody, I think. I think I booted somebody off the bottom. Oh, did you wreck David Root? Uh, no. No, because no, David Root wrecked someone else. Yeah, no. Because I remember, I think he got a penalty point. I, I think only, he did there, too. I only remember you having beef with one kid, and that was Kopech. That was during his mod series, though. Oh, right. That was his own. Yeah, because I got taken out by Ray Parent. Yeah. Coming to the coming to the line, yeah, coming to the line you during did. Copex thing during his during COVID and all that crap. I've never seen this tiny man so mad in my entire life. See, we take racing too seriously <laughs> online sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And then that I get into funny. NEP and I'm just like I'm the barely talks in the back of the field and then I yeah. squeak out a win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there there's still something a little fishy about that. I'm I'm dead <laughs> serious. Next year we're gonna man. we're gonna we're gonna have you guys send your computers to the R and D center <laughs> uh, if we think none's fishy because I can you know, tell you right now someone's definitely got track call in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I listen. I wish I could have told you I just drove like one hell of a race, but I literally just pitted and didn't have to pit. That was the only, yeah. well. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I did end up pitting with like five to go there or whatever. But prior to that, I was just literally on just a different pit strategy. You, you're well, you're welcome for that caution because it was me and John Peters that wrecked <laughs> to bring out that caution. Yeah, but I'm gonna. Well, I, was, I was running. I ran top three that whole race and uh john was passing me for for third or something and ran we right got together you. and wrecked i'm gonna throw peters under the bus he ran into you for sure for sure i will throw him under the bus as well he he, he run into me like seven times year. i don't know what it feels he run, <laughs> runs into me all the time i can't wait to I think, he's, I think he's intimidated by me um he should be there's really nowhere else. Is but. everybody active on Twitter in that league? Uh, so Corey, yeah, pretty much. yeah, <laughs> Corey Ryan Sal Salvatore is on there. He gets chirping pretty good. Jeff Brown, who's our historian, he's the guy that just knows like everything. Yeah, Sal's our stat guy. Um, trying to think, I can't wait to see. Yeah. Zane, obviously Wyatt, Zane, Wyatt, uh, John Peters, Keith, Cody. Yeah. Yeah, they all they all get into it. I mean, it's funny because like Keith and Cody are like the last two guys to like actually come in the league. We di- we didn't really have many new people join this year. Yeah. Uh, besides them, I mean, I honestly 
I can't really think of anyone else. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, so we've been lucky to have like a, a group kind of stick together on that part anyway. Um, but yeah, those, those, and those guys came in guns blazing, shit talking, <laughs> uh, really get on Mike Hopkins, Mikel's uh, nerves, oh, uh, which great. is the best part about it. That's great. Is it? Oh, he gets, Mikel gets, I hope you have to make sure Mikel listens to this because he does. He gets so fired up. Uh, it sounds like he, uh, we would be friends. You would be, yeah. I'm yeah, he he's uh, he definitely uh, gets into it pretty hard, which is it's hilarious because he, he he pretends he d- he doesn't get mad and then like he'll freak out. It's <laughs> Mid- it's hilarious. <laughs> Mid race, he gets hit for the third straight lap by Brandon Marhefka and he freaks right out. Yeah. <laughs> and like most of the time, he has every right to be mad. It's just funny to make fun of him for it. <laughs> yeah, he gets wound up, but like Keith Lord has got to be probably the best shit talker in NEP. Really? Yeah. Is he on Twitter? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Keith follow. Keith's pretty good at it, uh, and he'll do it in the middle of the race too. So yeah, that's what's that's what's good about it. He chirps at uh, you in the middle, literally the middle of the race. No fear. Yeah. So uh, so that's good. Uh, it's good for the series. It's good for the uh, for the fun. It, it too bad like he he can't finish top three though, so he never gets interviewed, <laughs> so he can't chirp during oh, the interview. Shit. <laughs> Shots yeah. fired. I don't either, but yeah, I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure I've got more wins than both of you guys combined in NEP. I have zero NEP wins. Um, Keith has but zero? I have, a, I have a bunch of second places. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I, but, Zach, you would love it because um, Corey's brother does any – or uh, it's an NEP charity is what it is. Okay. Uh, Correct. Yeah, we donate to a charity every week. I like that. But it's – it's yeah, you you put $5, whatever, and you, you donate to a charity and – there's, you get to pick the pole winner, who wins the race, what manufacturer, the whole nine yards. Really? Yeah. Interesting. We yeah, it, it, I think that elevated it. It makes it a little more interesting. Uh, and we, all, you know, you know, whatever. If you get ten people do it, then you got you got fifty bucks in the pot. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. And then Sal, towards the end of the year, was putting up extra money for drivers in the top three if they'd take an EOL and start at the tail end of the field and they could make their way up through to win. Like they'd the get they'd get money. Yeah, it was it was like I said, it's probably the most strictly run series in New England. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's definitely the best eye racing series. Uh, all these other we call them imitators, you know. Uh, none of them are like. So there's no chance to get one of these going like in the summertime, like on uh, like on Loud well, Weekend. Well, we do an we do a uh, road course one, <sighs> but there's quite a few of our normal NEP drivers that can't handle the road course races. So one, one of them is talking right here. I, I can't do it. Road courses suck. It's like driving trucks. Ugh. I love road course racing, uh, but it's it's so funny when we go. We have whatever we run two road courses a year in in the in the bush car or whatever, and uh, you could tell who who just doesn't know how to road course race because <laughs> they're just off the track every every lap. It's, yeah, they it's make, hilarious. They make it so you can't run the driving line on those either. So yeah, Jesus. But uh, we did we did like an all star thing last summer, didn't we? Like. We did like a four off or something like. Was that there in the summer or was that springtime? The Iraq thing. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do it last year. We did the year before, before. which was fun. But uh, like I said, we it's just it's so busy once race season starts. Um, yeah. And like I actually put effort into like doing like, uh, like the social media and stuff. So it's like uh, you know how much effort do you want to put into it. Uh, during race season, and uh, so we just we just uh, let it build up, let, let the anticipation build up till October. I like it. I like that move. Well, I think we've. Co- Is there anything we haven't covered besides sponsors? Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Besides sponsors, cover. Corey, anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? I have a big question about one of your sponsors. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> um. Man, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, when am I going to see you guys next? Are you guys going to Loudon? I will be on the spotter stand at Loudon. I will be somewhere 
whether it's in the stands or I'm able to get into the pits. I was denied media credentials to the pits, so I'm going to have to sneak <laughs> in or something. But I'll be around. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you guys there either way. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing. All right. So rattle off your sponsors, and then we'll let Zach ask his question about one of your sponsors. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, Chalu Performance, uh, big sponsor. Also, Raker and NEP. Yep. Um, buy your parts from there, race parts, new, used. Uh, Casagrande Builders, if you need a house built in Tallinn County, Connecticut, <laughs> call me. Or maybe some countertops. I like building countertops. Pretty good at it. Corian. Anyway, uh, Stafford Pool, uh, Wicked Power Sports, uh, if you're in the market for any. Uh, any type of UTV, quad, motorcycle, uh, give them a shout. They got great, great prices uh, located in Stafford, but they sell all over. Um, and my newest sponsor, uh, Burlington Sock Puppets, the baseball team in Burlington, North Carolina. Yeah, how the hell does that happen? Um, you know, you know people, and uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, honestly, it all started with uh, uh, a joke on Twitter about racing at Hickory. Yeah. Um, and I, I said, I tagged them in it and I said, Hey, let's partner up and do something for Hickory. And the next day we, me and my brother were on a conference call with, uh, the general manager and the assistant general manager. And we, we put some, put, put a deal together to start a partnership and, you know, they've, they've got me a bunch of good, good exposure. They, they love, they're another one that loved Twitter and they hammer Twitter, um, and they they do a lot of back and forth with like racing america now um so it's it's pretty good uh uh that they're uh they're into it you know and and it and it's just good to get new people involved in in our sport you know because uh you know we have to we have to figure out a way to grow it somehow and uh whatever we can do to get new people involved is what we got to do for sure that's hilarious that you're sponsored by a baseball team and the fact that they're called the Sock Puppets. And I have my own shirt on an MILB store. Get the I fuck mean, out of here. What no a, way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go go to our social media, Casagrande Motorsports, on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, log on. <laughs> no. I, I got to their, to their, to I their thing. Order it. Use Race Socks. Hashtag Race Socks. I don't know if it's hashtag. I think it might just be Race Socks all capitals and you get 10% off. Oh my and it, everything god. on the store. So, get a hat, get a get a koozie, get a shirt and uh order some apparel and wear it to the racetrack. I'm going to have to buy one now. I think I'm obligated. That is Yeah, for sure. Hilarious. That's great. Well, yeah, it's got a picture of the car on it and uh the schedule on the back. I yeah, li- I, yeah I, I, I had a, I pulled it up for him real quick and before it's we... on their website which makes it even better. That yeah, is awesome. Yeah. I mean, what other race car driver can say they got something on the MLB store? I have yeah. none. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. The MLB owns the owns the league that the that they play in. It's like top college players. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty cool. I'm gonna try to get to a game this year. Uh. And they said I could throw out the first pitch. So that's awesome. Dude, you are hooked I'm, up. Huh? I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on trying to get down there at the right time. They got a short season. Oh. I think it's only like uh. May to uh, May to August. So, yeah. well, the good news is you got all month of May off, buddy. So you should yeah, be able to just go. slide down and come trip. back home. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, cool, man. We really appreciate you popping on and uh, chatting with us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. We'd like to take a moment and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Turn 4 Podcast. Have a question, comment, or query? We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us today at our Facebook page, Turn 4 Podcast. And until next week, we'll see you at the racetrack.